Shalom to all. Today's office is off Kofi Test. We are starting at the top of the daf with a brand new parak. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas, Morris Miriam, Sarabas, Yaakov, Maisha, her Neshama should have an aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yisuf Yantep, and Rabbi Asher Anchol, his Neshama should have an aliyah. Now, in this Mishnah and Gemara, we're going to be encountering a number of basic Yisraelistic concepts found throughout Shas. Although we have had these before, today's Gemara places great emphasis on them, so let's review. We have Rav, Miot, and Miot de Miot. Rav is majority, Miot is minority, Miot de Miot is a very small minority. Rav tells us to pask in a certain way or go with a certain Mahalach because it's that way the majority of the time or for majority of people. Miut is the opposite. This thing happens only sometimes or only with some people, not the majority of people. And we're going to have Machlekes in the Gemara how much we pay attention to Miut. Miut and Miut means it very rarely happens and therefore we're not concerned for it. Now another concept is Chazaka. This is the presumed or known state something is in. If we have a Chazaka that something is a certain way, we're likely to paskin based off of that unless we have strong evidence to show that it's not so anymore and that the Chazaka is gone. And the tells us a woman, her husband, and her tsar went overseas, and they did not have any children. And then they came and they told her, your husband died. She's not allowed to get married to someone in the shuk, meaning to someone random, and she's not allowed to even do yibum until she's able to determine the following. Perhaps her tsar became pregnant, and if her tsar became pregnant, that means she would be putter in yibum. So we have to determine whether or not her tsar became pregnant or not. Now let's say her husband's here, he hasn't gone overseas, but he doesn't have any brothers. But she has a mother-in-law who lives overseas, and then her husband died. She does not have to be that her mother-in-law became pregnant and had a child and that now she's chayv and yibam. But let's say her mother-in-law left when she was pregnant, so then she does have to be chayshesh that her mother-in-law gave birth to a boy. Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says, she doesn't have to be chayshesh. Now the Gemara begins by just asking a question on the Lashon of the Mishnah, my hitzarasa. What does that mean, hitzarasa? The Mishnah had said she's not allowed to get married or do yibam until she determines shemem uberes hitzarasa, until she determines whether she, her tzara, is pregnant. What's this Lashon of she, her tzara? So Gemara answers, the Mishnah is trying to teach she only has to be chayshish that the tsar that she knows about might be pregnant. She doesn't have to be chayshish that her husband married a different tsar when he was overseas, and maybe that tsar is pregnant as well. That we don't have to be chayshish for. And the Mishnah had said in that first case, she's allowed to get married or do yibam. The Gemara analyzes, we understand that she's not allowed to do yibam because perhaps her tsar became pregnant, and then if she ends up doing yibam, she's going to end up doing this isra of Eshazachdairaisa. Why is she not allowed to marry? Someone random. Let's follow Rav Nashim. The Rav Nashim is Abbas Vildas, and the majority of women will become pregnant and have a child, and that would make her putter in Yibam, and she'd be allowed to marry someone in the Shuk. So Gemara suggests, Lame Rav Meir, he lets it at our Mishnah's Rav Meir, the Chayish Lamiuto, he's Chayish for a Miat case. And the Miat of women miscarry, which means it would have to be Chayish that maybe her Tsara got pregnant, but she miscarried, and therefore she didn't have a child, and since we don't know, we're going to say that she's not to do Yibam or marry someone else. But then the Gemara says, I feel Tame Rabbana. We can even say our Mishnah's Rabbanon. Kiaz Rabbana Basaruba, when did Rabbanon say that we go Basar Rav? That's only if the Rav is right in front of us. Like when we have nine stores and the Sanhedrin. Nine stores is talking about a case where we find a piece of meat on the floor and we don't know if the piece of meat is kosher or treif. Well, we have ten stores in the city. Nine of them sell kosher meat, one of them sells treif meat. So we have a Rav of stores that sell kosher meat and that Rav is right in front of us. We have all the stores in the city. Sanhedrin is the same thing. We have Sanhedrin of 23 Dayanim. If we have 12 Dayanim paskining one way and 11 paskining the other way, so we have a Rav which is right in front of us. But when we have a Rav which is not in front of us, so the Rabbanon don't go basar rav. And the fact that we say that we have a rav, that rav women get pregnant and have children, is ruba de lesa kaman. Why is that? Because it's not like we have two groups of women in front of us. The large one has children and the smaller one doesn't have children. That would be a ruba de isa kaman. The idea that rav women become pregnant and have children is ruba de lesa kaman, because it's referring to all women across the world. So the Mishnah could even be according to the Rabbanon. The Gemara says, really, is that true? 
when we're dealing with the Katan Ektano, the Ruba de Lesa Kamani, that's a Ruba de Lesa Kaman, Vazar Bonabas Ruba, and the Rabban Paskin according to the Rive. The Tanya of a Brasa Katan Uktano, Loy Chalten Vlemi Yavmin. When we have a brother who's a Katan or a Katano who's a Yavama, we're not going to do Chalitza or Yibam, Div Rabmeir, that's a mayor's opinion. Amrulay Rameir, Ham told Rameir, Yafa Marta Shein Chalten. What you said about them not doing Chalitza, that's good. Because Ish Kasev Parsha, the Pasik tells us Ish, a man does Chalitza, Umakshin Ishel Ish, and we compare a woman to man, therefore it has to be either an Isha or an Ish, which means over Barbas Mitzvah, not a Katan or Ktano. Elamatam Ein Miyavmin, why would a Katan or Ktana not be allowed to do Yibam? So Amulahem Rabmeir told him, Katan Shemim Tzisris. A Katan is not allowed to do Yibam because he might turn out to be a Sris, meaning he might turn out not to be able to have children. And Katan Shem Atimsa Islandess, the Katan is not allowed to do Yibam because maybe she's going to end up being an Islandess, maybe she's not going to be able to have children. And it turns out that now they married Erva. The only reason why he's allowed to marry his sister in law or she's allowed to marry her brother in law is because they're going to end up having children. But if they can't have children, so then they can't get married. So that's why no Yibam either. Now, Rabban and Sav, the Rabban hold, the reason why we are allowed to do Yibam in such a case, Zil Basar Ruba the Katanim. We go Basar Rive Katanim. Varive Katanim loves Srisa Nenu. And the majority of Katanim don't turn out to be Srisim. And Zil Basar Rive Katanis, we go Basar Rive Katanis. Varive Katanis love Islandis Nenu. And the majority of Katanis will not be an Islandis. And that's a Ruba the Lesa come on, because that's talking about Katanim and Katanis all across the world. So we see that the Chamim do go with Rive even when it's a Ruba de Lesa come on. So Gemara says, you're right, Al Machmart Masisin Rav Meir, he, it's clear our Mishnah is Rav Meir. But now the Gemara asks, but Mayu Kim Tik Rav Meir, that which you just established that our Mishnah is like Rav Meir, Ema Seifa. Let's go to the end of the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Haisal Chamais, if she has a mother in law which is overseas, and a Chashashash, she doesn't have to be Chashash that her mother in law gave birth to a boy, and now she's Chayav in Yibam. The Gemara asks, why is that? Hal Chacha Rav Nashim, we should go Basu Rav women, Rav Nashim is Abras Vialdais. The majority of women, they will become pregnant and have a child. Now, Miat Mapilis, we do have a Miat of women which will miscarry their child. Now, and also, Vachala Yodais, any woman that does have a child, Machzaz Charim and Machzan Kevas, 50% chance it's a male, 50% chance it's a female. So, Smaich Miuta de Mapilis, Lemachzan Kevas, we should combine the Miat of women that miscarry to the half of women that do have children, but their children are females, Vahavuleis Charim Miuta, and that turns out that we have a Miat of women which will give birth to a male child, Vulechash, and we should be Chashish for that case. Let's just put numbers to this to make it a little bit easier to understand. Miat of women miscarry, so that's 33% chance that her mother in law did not have a child. Now, even though Rive women do have children, so there's a 66% chance that the mother-in-law did have a child, that child is very possibly a girl and not a boy. So that means that there's a 66% chance that this woman is patronibum, 33% chance that it was a miscarriage, 33% chance that the child is a girl. However, there still is a 33% chance that the mother-in-law had a boy. Now, even though that 33% is a miut, we're going in Chitas Rav Meir, which is chayshish for miut. So why in the Sefer of the Mishnah would Rav Meir say that we don't have to be chayshish for that 33% chance, which is a miut? I think Mar suggests, Delma Kima de loy chayish? Is it because she already has a chazaka that she's mutaris l'shuk? That's why we don't have to be chayshish. In the Sefer of the Mishnah, she already has a chazaka that she's mutter to marry whomever she wants, because when her mother-in-law went overseas, her mother-in-law did not have any children. That means that in the Sefer, she already has that chazaka that she's mutaris l'shuk, and that's why we're not chayshish for the miut that her mother-in-law did have a boy. But if that's really the case, Reisha, the chazak yibum tiabim. In the Reisha, she has a chazaka that she's chayv in yibum, so we should say that she's chayv to do yibum in the Reisha. In the Reisha, when her husband went overseas with her tzara, they did not have any children, which means that she has a chazaka that she's chayv in yibum. So if we're going to be going with chazaka in the Seifa, we should be going with chazaka in the Reisha as well, and we should say that she's chayv in yibum, and we didn't say that in the Reisha. So Amar Nachman Amar he answers, Reisha the Isar Kares. In the Reisha, we're dealing with an Isar Kares. If we allow her to do yibum, but it turns out that she's not allowed to do yibum, that means that she's marrying her brother in law when she's not allowed to, and that's an Isar Kares. Chashashu, so that's why they were Chashash. Seifa, the Isar Lav. In the Seifa, we're just dealing with an Isar Lav. If we say that she's allowed to marry someone in the Shuk and she's really not allowed to, but she did, that's just an Isar Yuvam Lashuk, which is an Isar Lav. Loi Chashashu, therefore they weren't Chashash in that case. Amarava, Rava asked on him, Mechli, let's see. Hadai Raisa, Hadai Raisa. Both of these scenarios, she's being Ivor Adai Raisa. Mali Isar Kares, Mali Isar Lav. What does it make a difference if she's being Ivor Adai Raisa, which is going to give her Kares, or if she's being 
over an Isra Raisa, which is just a love. Either which way, it's an Isra Raisa, so we should be Chashish in both cases. So Allah Marava, Rava tells us as follows, Kufi Tesson Bez on top. Resha, Chazaka Yibum. The case of the Resha is that she has a Chazaka that she's Chavin Yibum, again, because her husband went overseas without children, but Virubal Ashuk. We have a Rav that tells us that she's Mutaris Lashuk, because Rav women become pregnant and have children, so we can assume that her Tsara became pregnant overseas and had a child. And also, Vachazaka Leadev Kiruba, this Chazaka that she's Chavin Yibum is not stronger than the Rav. The Rav is going to overpower the Chazaka. However, we also have to take the meat of women which miscarry and smoich the Chazaka. We have to combine that with this Chazaka. Now it's 50-50. There's a 50% sad that she's Chayven Yibam, a 50% sad that she's not Chayven Yibam. So therefore, in the ratio, we say she's not allowed to get married and she's not allowed to do Yibam because we have a 50-50. However, Seifa, Chazaka Lashuk. In the Seifa, she has a Chazaka that she's Mutaris Lashuk because her mother-in-law went overseas without a child. Virubal Lashuk, and we also have a Rav that she's Mutaris Lashuk. What's the Rav that she's Mutaris Lashuk? Although the majority of women will become pregnant and have a child, 33% chance tells us that the child is a female and therefore she wouldn't be Chayven Yibam. And we also have a minority of women that are going to miscarry in the first place. So we have 66% chance telling us that she's not Chayven Yibam. And Bhavle Scharim, the fact that her mother-in-law might have had a boy, Miuta de Miuta, that's a very, very small minority. Miuta de Miuta, And Meir is not Chayshish for Miut de Miut. He is Chayshish for Miut, but not Miut de Miut. And since the fact that her mother-in-law might have had a boy is Miut de Miut, therefore in the Seifa, even if Meir is not Chayshish for that case, and therefore she is Mutaris Lashuk. She's not allowed to get married Lashuk, and she's not allowed to do Yibam. The Gemara asks, she's never allowed to get married to anyone. She's not allowed to get married to someone in the Shuk forever. Why not? She should at least be able to do Chalitza. So Amr's Iris, Iris says, you're 100% right. Regarding herself, she has to wait three months. We know that if a woman's husband dies or divorces her, she has to wait three months just to ascertain that she's not pregnant. And that's a light plug in all cases across the board. She would have to wait three months. So when she hears that her husband died, she has to wait three months. And the Chaverta, for her friend, meaning for her Tzara, who's overseas, Tisha, she has to wait nine months because maybe her Tzara is pregnant. So she has to wait nine months till her Tzara has a baby. And then she could do Chalitza Manavshach. And then she'd be allowed to get married after nine months to whomever she wants. So therefore, when the Mishnah says, it doesn't mean that she's never allowed to get married to anyone. It just means she has to wait three months and nine months, and then she's allowed to get married after Chalitza. Now, Rechanina says, for herself, she has to wait the standard three months. But in regards to her friend, meaning her Tzara, she would never be allowed to get married because of the Tzara until she determines with utmost certainty that the Tzara either did or didn't have a baby. The Gemara asks, why does she just get Chalitza Manavshach? If the Tzara had a baby, she didn't need Chalitza at all. And if the Tzara didn't have a baby, so then the Chalitza is valid. So by Bar Oven, Rabbi Bar Oven, both of them say, Perhaps her Tzara did have a child, the child lived, which means that the Chalitza that she had wasn't a valid Chalitza, meaning it wasn't necessary. And now that turns out that we have to make an announcement that she's really Mutter to Kain. When she had the Chalitza, everyone says, Oh, she's a Chalitza, she's not an American. But if it were to be a situation that her Tzara had a child and that child lived, then that means that she would be Mutter to marry a Kain, and we would have to make that announcement. The Gemara asks, Okay, fine, so why don't we make that announcement? Who cares? The Gemara answers, Because Dilma Ika de Hav Bechalitza, Veloy Hav Bechraza. It could be that there's going to be a person who was there by the Chalitza and not by the announcement that the Chalitza wasn't valid, and then they're going to see that she marries a Kayin, and they're going to say, Oh, Kashar Chalitza Lakayin, a Chalitza is allowed to marry a Kayin, and wouldn't want that to happen. So therefore, Abchanina says she's never allowed to marry anyone until she's able to determine with utmost certainty what's with her Tzara. Now, we're going to ask a question on this Svara. Tanan, we have a mission that we had learned previously that says, Nitan Li Ben Dina Sayam, she comes and she says, I had a child overseas, and then she says, Mes Bini, first my son died, and then my husband died. Now, Manus, she's believed, which means she's allowed to do Yibam. But if she says, Mes Bali, the first my husband died, and then my son died, and in a menace, she's not believed, we have to be chayshish for what she said, that she had a child, but we don't believe her fully, and therefore, she's going to have to do 
chalitza, not yibum. But now we ask, we should be chashish that perhaps now Edom are going to come, and they're going to say exactly like she said, that actually her husband died first and then her child, which means that she really wasn't chayv in chalitza, and then it turns out that we're going to have to make this announcement that she's allowed to marry a kain because her chalitza wasn't anything. So Rav Papa, the answer is no big grusha. That's talking about a woman who was divorced already, so anyway, she's not allowed to marry a kain. Rav Amar, he says, is talking about a different case, but Amar, it's where she comes and says, it was me and him and our child in a cave and no one knew about us, so therefore we're only relying on her word and there's no possibility of Adam coming because Adam don't know about this. And now moving on to the next Mishnah, let's just set up the case. We have two brothers, Reuven and Shimon. They're married to two women, Rivka and Sarah. Rivka and Sarah are not related. So the Mishnah tells us, we have two Yevamas, that's Rivka and Sarah. Zoyamaris Meis Bali, this one says my husband died. Zoyamaris Meis Bali, the other one says my husband died. This one is usher to marry someone in the Shuk because of the other one's husband, and the other one is usher to marry someone in the Shuk because of the first one's husband. Now each of these women are believed regarding themselves that their husband died, but the other woman's testimony isn't strong enough to patter them from Yibam. Let's just put the names to it. Although Rivka is believed regarding herself that her husband Ruvain died, she isn't believed in regards to her sister-in-law Sarah. So for all intents and purposes, as far as Sarah is concerned, Rivka's husband Ruvain is still alive, and therefore Sarah is technically Chayv in Yibam and not Mutaris Lashuk. Same thing goes with Rivka. As far as Rivka is concerned, Sarah's husband Shimon is still alive, and therefore Rivka too isn't Mutaris Lashuk. Now let's say Lazu Adim, Lazu Ain Adim. One of them has Adim proving that her husband died, and the other one does not have Adim proving their husband died. As she Adim, the one that has Adim, Asura, she's still Asur Lashuk. That's because she needs proof that the other husband died, and there's no proof that the other husband died. Best Adim, however, the one that doesn't have Adim proving that her own husband died, Mutaris, she is Mutaris Lashuk. That's because she's believed regarding her own husband, and regarding the other one's husband, while well, there's Adim proving that the other one's husband died, so therefore she's Mutaris Lashuk. Next case, Lazu Banim, Lazu Ain Banim. One of them has children, the other one doesn't have children. As she Banim Mutaris. The one that has children, she's Mutaris Lashuk. That's because there's no Chivinibum when she has children. Best Banim, the one that doesn't have children, Asura, she's Asura Lashuk. Why? That's because, as we said, she's believed regarding her own husband dying, but in regards to her brother in law, we have no proof that her brother in law died, and therefore she wouldn't be Mutaris Lashuk. Now, going back to the first case where there's no Adim and there's no children, and each of them just gave testimony about their own husbands that their own husband died. So, Nisi Avmu, in that case, let's say they did Yibum. There was two other brothers, there was also Levi and Yehuda, so these two women did Yibum with these two brother in laws. Umesu Hayvamen, and then the Yivamen died. Asurus Linase, they revert back to their original stage where they are not Mutaris Lashuk. Now, Rebelazar, and Rebelazar says, Once they became mother to marry the Yivamen, they're mother to marry anyone because obviously we trust that their husbands died. And we're going to discuss tomorrow what exactly Rebelazar's Sfara is. Now, the Gemara just tells us one more case. Tana, we have a Brisa, Lazu Edim Ubanim, Ulazu Loi Edim Banim. One woman had Edim proving their husband died and she had children, and the other woman didn't have Edim proving their husband died and she also didn't have children. Shtan Mutaris, both of them are Mutar Lashuk. The first one is Mutaris Lashuk because she has children, so obviously she's not Chayv Nibum. And the second one is Mutaris Lashuk because she has Edim proving that the other husband died. So she's believed regarding her own husband, she has Edim that the other husband died, so she's Mutaris Lashuk as well. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow exploring Rebbe Lazarus Shita in the Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.